0: Welcome to The Brian
1: Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. My name is David Lally. I'm the producer of the show, and I know we may be in challenging times, but that's just why we've been working on shows to keep us upbeat and focused on the good stuff. Let's listen in. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to the Brian Buffini Show. It's my pleasure once again to be joined by Dr. Lawrence Yoon, the Chief Economist for the National Association of Realtors. Lawrence, I was just mentioning to you off-air that we've had all of these famous people and celebrities and sports stars on our program. However, Episode 201, entitled, This Too Shall Pass?, has become our most listened to podcast episode ever. So what can I say? You are the official rock star of the Brian Vaffini Show, and we're delighted to have you back.
0: Oh, wow. Well, thank you for inviting. Very surprised on the uh, number of listeners, but very good to hear.
1: Well, it shows that people are really interested in the content and also very concerned about what's going on. And, you know, I was looking forward just to have a short call today, to kind of get a quick update on where we're at, what you see. I know we've had two really neat reports. We have the existing home sales report came out. And also, what I think is fantastic is I saw the results of this flash survey you've done of 90,000 realtors. And I just think it's very, very valuable. And I'm going to give you the context of that. Just right now, what I'm seeing is I'm doing a lot of different interviews. I've got members of the government coming on. I've got all these other characters I'm inviting. And then you watch the stuff on the media. And there's 15 different reports that say the opposite things. Not just on the virus, not just on medicines, not just on reopening states. But also I'm watching people like the Shark Tank experts giving advice on real estate. You know, Mark Cuban is an interesting guy and he knows his way around the basketball court. But I'm watching him do a half hour on real estate giving people terrible advice based on no data. So I wanted to come straight to the horse's mouth and straight to the source of a lot of very cool data, and that we could get into this today and really help not just people in the real estate business, but consumers who are homeowners, people who are thinking about buying and selling the home, some great information so they could make intelligent decisions. So, you know, since we last talked, 30 million people have filed for unemployment. It's 18% of the workforce. So a lot of draconian measures have been taking place. And here we are. So What's your take of where the market is right now and what the status of the housing market is?
0: Well, week to week, things are changing just so fast. First, the 30 million people who are filing for unemployment insurance. I mean, you know, those are tough times to say that people have to file. But we also have to understand that this is a government-imposed lockdown. So the massive stimulus package, the spirit of the stimulus package is to assure that lost income is pretty much almost replaced. I know that many people, the unemployment insurance claims or say, uh, real estate brokerages, small business owners, some of the small business administration loans are just insufficient to really compensate. But at the same time, we do have some people who are getting a little more in unemployment insurance compared to what they were getting on hourly wage. But this is only temporary. It's just to replace lost income. It ends in July unless it is prolonged with new congressional legislation. But the spirit is to replace lost income. And at least for the real estate market, uh, interesting dynamic. First, I think the first couple of weeks, there was a degree of shock factor. You know, we see it on the images on television about people going to hospital, ventilators, you know, how dangerous is the virus? So essentially shut down for the first couple of weeks when the uh, lockdown was imposed. But what I am seeing in recent weeks, past couple of weeks, is that buyers are slowly coming back to the market. They're a little disappointed on lack of inventory, but 70% of the workforce with secure employment They're looking at historically low mortgage rates, and they are just looking for the right home that meets their needs.
1: No question. And again, we're seeing a lot of results to this. I think we can dive in a little bit into the flash survey in a minute here. I thought it was very revealing, some of the statistics you shared. But I think one of the things that would surprise people who are watching the nightly news, folks are sitting at home. Folks are looking at their home and going, I need to make some changes. 35% of people surveyed in a recent survey of, I think it was 112,000 homes, said they planned a major remodel in the next 90 days. So people are looking at their homes. People are starting to get stir crazy. And there's also a lot of millennials who are a key part of the market who are saying, you know, it's time to buy. We got record low interest rates. And we're just seeing a little bit of a forestalling of people putting their houses on the market to some degree. But I think people would be surprised to see how much activity is actually going on the market in real-world terms. Absolutely. So the first
0: couple of weeks, again, that shock factor. But sooner or later, people do have to go out even for the grocery store. And what people are finding is that to buy a home, you know, to view it online and maybe a visit a couple of homes, a physical in-person visit. And they're recognizing with social distancing protocol that trying to purchase a home and get the deal done is far safer than visiting grocery stores. Even in a restaurant (laughs) business, you would shut down 100% at the restaurant, but now the restaurant businesses are down only about 50%. It is still down, not a good news, but at least people are now saying takeout orders are fine. So people are becoming accustomed to the new normal of social distancing. And consequently, here in Virginia, where I am calling from, The sales activities are down only moderately, uh, while other states with more stricter lockdown, just because of governor's orders, it is down more dramatically just because people simply cannot go outside.
1: You bet. Maybe we can dive in for a second. Would you be comfortable sharing some of the March existing home sales numbers and what your take is on that?
0: So the March numbers, it was down 8% from the prior month. More interestingly, the pending contracts was down 20% in March. But this is just due to the fact that we have far fewer listings, buyers just simply taking a pause. When we survey the potential buyers and potential sellers, they are indicating that they are not out of the market, but simply delaying the entry point. They just want an all-clear signal from the governor before re-entering the market. So it's simply Mm -hmm. a delay. In some places where the economy is slowly reopening, like in Texas, Georgia, we are beginning to see listings beginning to come on quite strongly, and therefore the buyers are getting more excited with more inventory choices. So it's simply a pause button, but as the economy hopefully safely reopens, there will be more real estate transactions, more people interested, and the thing on the flash survey interestingly, the most Poignant point was there's no panic among home sellers. Right, uh, They're indicating the price listed pre-pandemic is pretty much the price they're currently listing uh, without any discount on those prices.
1: So here's why I wanted you to mention this, and I appreciate you guys doing this. Kudos to your team. I know they work hard, and you know that the Buffini organization are huge fans of your team because you do great work. So here was April 20th, 90,000 realtors. And 74% surveyed said no reduction in list price and that sellers remain calm and there's no panic selling. Now, like I mentioned, our aforementioned Mr. Cuban, he was saying, Hey, if I was in escrow right now, I'd just reduce my offer by 30%. And it's just not based in anything that's real. It's not based in what people understand. People are projecting how they view stocks into something as important to people as where they live. So we know that. 71% 71% of sellers have stopped open houses, if that makes sense. There's the two stats that really jumped out to me. 55% of sellers are delaying the process a couple of months, and 44% of buyers have delayed the process a couple of months. I asked you on our This Two Shall Pass podcast, does it look like summer will be spring in regards to the typical sales season? This data suggests that this summer will actually act like springtime in real estate. Do you agree with that?
0: So I am hopeful that that will be the case. But nonetheless, the spring buying season, the term spring buying season is there because many families with school aged children wants to complete the deal before the next school year begins so that they don't want their children to be disrupted in the middle of the school year and make new friends and new school, so they don't want that. So if this pandemic case and the path of the virus is such that we are in a lockdown for a longer period, the summer season will certainly be better than what it is now because as people are becoming more accustomed to social distancing protocol, but if we miss the spring buying season, it's going to be a little tough to fully make up for it. Interestingly, the survey that you also mentioned, from the buyer's perspective, many of the buyers are not anticipating price reduction as well. Right. Maybe they faced that before the pandemic. And if they are anticipating some price reduction, they're saying maybe about up to 5%. But that's under normal market condition where the buyers are always never putting a full price bid, but slightly under. So buyers are acting normal. Sellers are acting normal. And of course, people are unemployed. You know, they're in an uncertain situation. But 70% of Americans have secure employment And fortunately, at least this massive stimulus bill is providing some income support for those without a job temporarily.
1: Sure. One of the things I loved was that 27% of the agents surveyed were able to complete transactions respecting social distancing. And they used e-signatures, virtual tours, messaging apps, and exterior on appraisals, which I love the spirit of real estate people, pure entrepreneurs. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get it done. We're going to get deals done. I've been in the midst of two commercial transactions, and my 67-year-old broker, who's been around a long time, has figured out new technologies and new ways of doing things, and we've been able to do deals, and it speaks to the entrepreneurship and the spirit of the typical realtor, and also this, there is still a great desire for people to buy, for people to sell, and for people to own a home. Now, I'm going to ask you a very unfair question, and you know me, Lawrence, we're friends, I'm not putting you on the spot. Here's what's unfair about this question. 50 of the largest companies in the United States who reported earnings for the first quarter refused to give guidance for the rest of the year. They basically say it's impossible. They're not going to be able to forecast their numbers, and they're not going to be able to say where they're going to be at the end of the year. But I have a very high opinion of Lawrence Yun, And so I'm going to say 50 CFOs of publicly traded companies can't give us guidance. But I'm going to ask you this question because there's so much misinformation. People are saying we're going to finish the year at two and two and a half million transactions and things like that. I'm not going to pin you to a number, but where do you think we'll end up at the year? If you're just taking a a Lawrence Yoon guess, where do you think we'll finish the year up?
0: Well, it's not a pure guess. We run some models. Mm -hmm. We look at how many people are unemployed and who are unemployed and their home ownership rate and so forth. And looking at the figures in areas where there is more relaxed government lockdown, meaning that people can visit homes versus, say, Pennsylvania and Michigan where everything is locked down with strict restrictions. So looking at all those pictures, I anticipate that year as a whole in 2020, the sales activity will be down about 10% to 15%. And that is not too bad considering that we hit a pause button for several months. Mm -hmm. But the prices, I think the prices, we're going to set an all-time high. Now, this is a little unfair answer because last year was an all-time high in terms of prices. So even if we squeak out a 1% or 2% price gain, that is still a new high. But I think that home prices will not decline because of the inventory shortage that we have. There is no expectation from the buyers for any big discount. And in fact, I would say for any buyers out there, if you think you can just lowball an offer, just see how difficult it is to find a home with a lowball offer. Mm-hmm. People have to be very realistic in offering. So that is my forecast. But going into 2021, we have all this pent up demand. I think the sales will increase about 15% and the price is rising 3 to 5%. One can say that, you know, economy moving positively, job creation, housing market, plus, plus. So it's just that in 2020, we hit a pause button for a few months.
1: Wow, fabulous stuff. a uh, Fabulous stuff. And again, I know you're not making guesses here. You're looking at forecasts. This is what you do all day. And like I said, all these corporations are saying, I can't give guidance. You know, we have the political landscape. We have the media landscape. And then we have some data. And there's some data we know... And there's some basic principles we know of the concepts of supply and demand and also the dynamic of how real estate works. Like you said, will there be NFL football with 80,000 people in the stands is a totally different question than can a qualified buyer be walked through a property in a sanitary way to look at a home, make an offer on a home, do some physical inspections and close on a home. And then the agent organizes an antiviral cleaning of the property at the end of closing is very different than what these other dynamics are. And so I would say to you, I mean, if we end up 2020 and we've lost 10 to 15%, that would be remarkable and it would be fantastic and very acceptable for a bump in a year.
0: Not only you know, do we try to look at every factors, but we also looked at past disasters events. Now, current pandemic is so new, you know, nothing is comparable. But when I looked at New Orleans after the Hurricane Katrina, when unemployment rate shot up from 5% to 15% within days, but with a massive disaster relief funding going into the city, the unemployment rate quickly went down once the city began to reopen. So the unemployment rate came down to 5% pre-disaster levels, and home prices actually rose throughout. Now, one may say there was some home demolition and housing shortage, but for the current nationwide housing situation, we had a housing shortage before the pandemic, and we have even acute shortage today because of not enough listings. Another example is after the tragic events of 9-11, home prices in the New York City areas actually increased in 2001 and 2002 and 2003. So there's nothing to suggest just because we are hit with this pause button that automatically things will come apart.
1: Well, that's why you might be our most popular guest in history, Lawrence. Because this is the stuff that's hard to get, and it's so encouraging. I think it's great for people to know that housing is so stable. We talked about it the last time we met. The stock market had come down thirty percent, and of course, since then, you know, the stock market has come up. In the just a month of April alone, the Dow is up eleven percent, the S and P is up twelve point eight, and the Nasdaq's up fifteen percent. That doesn't happen in real estate. And it doesn't happen in real estate without like what happened in 2008, which is a complete capitulation of the mortgage market and all of those types of dynamics. So I think it's great for people to know, boy, there is something I can count on. The housing market such a crucial part of the economy that it's stable, that its pricing is stable, and we're still in a housing shortage, and people are still having babies, and people still have to move. Some people have been in their house and go, I want to leave where I am and go somewhere new.
0: If I can add just one other point is that, you know, this massive stimulus package, where is the government getting the money? Well, they're running up a huge, I mean, astronomical Mm. federal budget deficit. But who is purchasing U.S. debt? Well, Mm. the Federal Reserve is simply printing the money and handing it over. So Econ 101 would say that if you print so much money and put into the economy, it would lead to inflation. Fortunately, America is in an extraordinarily privileged situation with a U.S. dollar in times of uncertainty, financial panic, people want the dollar. Because of that, there will not be inflation this year or next year. But say five or six years from now, if we get little above average inflation rate, say 5%, 6%, or like 1970 style 10% uh, inflation, which I don't think will happen, but say five or 6%. Just imagine people who purchase home today, they're locked in at a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, the monthly mortgage payment is not rising, it's just fixed while everything else is rising. I mean, these are a very good investment return. And furthermore, when the inflation is there, people want some hedge against inflation, and real estate has always provided that good hedge against inflation.
1: Well, you just put together probably the best presentation a real estate agent can give in regards to why is it a good time to buy. And the answers on a national level, on an economic level, on a basic needs level, it's all there. There's a shortage of inventory. You've been forced to stay at home. It's the one thing you can count on. We have historically low interest rates. I think at the time of recording this, I saw a 30-year mortgage at 3.49% this morning. Okay, Remarkable how cheap that money is. And then you're looking at, like you said, trillions and trillions of dollars that the Fed's pumping out. It has to show up at some point in time. And real estate has always, like you said, been a great hedge against inflation with a consistent lockdown 30 year mortgage. It's win 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 every time you look around. So it is a great thing to be in a real estate because It's almost like this. I was talking to my mother in Ireland. She's 89 years of age and a smart little lady. And she said to me, Brian, well, maybe God's being good to real estate right now because it was so hard in the last recession. And I said, well, maybe that is true. You know, God's being good to the realtors and the real estate owners. And so, Great stuff. As you take a look at this and you, you look at the landscape, we have just a huge number of people who buy and sell and own homes, listen, but we also have this real estate community. Let me ask you, what encouragement and what advice would you have for someone who's in the real estate community, and what advice would you have for someone who's a consumer?
0: Uh, well, you know, for the real estate industry, just like as with any small business owner, it's challenging times, and also a bit of uncertain, scary times. But the stimulus package. Also, please tap into all the resources that are available, and they are lobbied hard for the unemployment insurance availability for independent contractors for the first time ever. Again, the lost income is not the fault of realtors; it's just the government-imposed lockdown. Please tap into the resources. I would say that the uh, real estate industry, even in normal times, is quite competitive. There are, you know, 20% of the agents who do exceptionally well. And uh, people say, you know, why do they do well? Well, you know, they keep in touch with their clients because the trust factor is the most important. And providing factual information to their past clients, potential clients, I think that develops that trust level. But just say, you know, this is an adversity. You go through the adversity, but come out at the end, the other side to say, I have more knowledge. I have more relationship built up. And that will be a very good starting point for the upturn that I anticipate will be happening later in the year. For the consumers, mortgage rate, 3% wild. So if one has a secure employment, just consider what opportunities are available. I know that one wants to see more inventory, but I expect that once the economy steadily reopens, hopefully safely reopens, more inventory will show up and mortgage rates will remain very, very low so consider taking opportunity, but don't overstretch your budget. It's stay within your budget. You know, that will be a very good way to assure that one has a successful homeownership.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, I'm going to switch gears on you, Lawrence. I'm going to do something that you really don't usually do. I want to talk a little bit about you because you have a great story. And we are shared in one bond where we both grew up in other countries and fought our way to get here. And have built a life for ourselves here, and we have a great appreciation for. And you know where your father was from, and so on and so forth. So, can you just do a little bit of this? Can you just briefly tell the folks your story, where you came from, and how you came to be the economist that you are today?
0: Oh uh, well, Brian. Sometimes life throws so many chance events. You know, one can either view it as an adversity or an opportunity. So, uh, I was mm. born in South Korea, in a small town in the way southern part of South Korea, so not even a big city. But we had the opportunity to come to America. We had some family members uh, related to U.S. military, so they provided the invitation, and we took that opportunity to come to uh, the U.S. We settled in Columbia, South Carolina, of all the places. Wow.
1: That's where my wife was born.
0: Well, the military base was right there, Fort Jackson, and that was our uh, relationship uh, to coming to it. And I went to elementary school, high school all the way through, uh, and then did my undergraduate study at Purdue, did my doctorate at University of Maryland. But through all that process, I would say the opportunity that America offered, just amazing, just, you know, work hard at it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes one does not see what really opens up, what door opens up the next day. But if one is prepared, somehow the open doors, when it comes, you know, one has to take opportunity. I feel very fortunate to be working with National Association of Realtors. I have met so many realtors out in the field. I mean, they are just terrific people. They're truly good neighbors trying to help out their customer. It's the best long-term interest and build a community. So the community is in a livelier, safe environment. So I feel very fortunate to be in this position to interact with real people who want to help out people.
1: Nice. You know, I wrote a book called The Emigrant Edge. And, you know, people like us have an appreciation for this country because of where we've been and where we've grown up. And we come here and we see the opportunities, right? And so right now, America's, a lot of the convenience of American life has been removed and a lot of the perks and the privileges of American life has been removed. But still, through, I think through my eyes, through your eyes, you look here and we go, it's still an amazing place. It's a privilege to be here. It's a great economy. The spirit of the people is amazing. And I'm speaking for myself, but I think... For you also, when we come from somewhere else and come here, it's like a kid in a candy store. It's still like it is the greatest place to be.
0: Uh, Yeah, I have to remind my son, you know, who grew up. And I would say overall, you know, pretty privileged background uh, in terms of, you know, what my wife and I could support him. That maybe this pandemic, at least to show that there is a Mm. seriousness to the life, rather than just being the millennial social media or a little fluffiness, but, you know, there's some serious size to it. So if anything, perhaps this pandemic can focus people's minds to say, you know, in the real world, there are at times adversity, and one has simply to overcome those adversities.
1: Yes, and I have six kids, and we've been having this conversation regularly. I say to them, this is your immigrant chance, you know, to appreciate what you had, appreciate what you'll have going forward, and have a different attitude. Okay, I got a bunch of feedback, Lawrence. When I have all these famous people on the podcast, I ask them five personal interest questions, and I was so keen on talking to you about the data and the crisis was just getting going. People said to me, we want to know the questions that you ask everybody else. So I have five questions that are rapid fire, quick answers, because you are now a celebrity to our database. They want to know about you. So number one, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
0: Um, Just try your best. I mean, whatever is thrown at it, just try your best and always have that positive attitude. Positive attitude brings positive actions.
1: Where did you get that? Was that mom and dad? Is that your family?
0: Just family. Just all through the family, extended family, just the mindset that
1: we had. That's great. Okay. What book would you say has been one of the most influential books for you?
0: You know, that is a, a tough call because I read so many books, you know, at the beginning, and I've been reading many economics books. But then lately I've been expanding into world history, civilization. There is a very interesting book. It's a set of volumes. I believe the author name is Duran. And the book is called The Civilization of Either Humanity or it may be simply called Civilization. And it just goes over all the periods of history from the, you know, ancient Greek civilization, the Roman Empire, all the way up to uh, today, uh, the U.S. being the superpower. So I, out uh, that book was quite eye-opening and put it into the perspective of what we are today.
1: You know, for me, my background came through, you know, accounting and numbers, and that's why I have this inner connection. People see me as this flamboyant showman, but I love data, and I love the analysis, and that's what I went to college for. But one of the things I find is you're able to bring perspective to data if you understand history. And so uh, that doesn't surprise me that that is. By the way, I have a book recommendation for you that you probably never heard of. It's called How the Irish Saved Civilization. All right. Uh, I want to look for that book. It's an obvious statement, but it's an actually good book. Okay. I know you're not a big TV watcher, but if there's one movie and you're scrolling through the channels one night and this movie's on, it's the one that you stop and watch all the time. An all-time favorite movie would be what? Uh,
0: Sound of Music. Julie Andrews, not only her acting ability, but to actually sing in the movie quite a crisp voice. Maybe it's just because of the holiday classic. They play it every annual, but we sit down as a family. We enjoy it every time.
1: Well, I'm laughing because it's my wife's all-time favorite movie, so I'm sentenced to watch it every year as well. So the hills are alive in the Buffini household, too. That's great. Okay, last two, music. You're driving to the office, and you don't want to hear the news. You want to get away from the data and you're not listening to a book on tape. If there's a type of song or one band that you listen to, what's your jam there, Lawrence? What's the song that you listen to or a band? Uh, yeah,
0: so that's a tough question because I'm not a music person. But, you know, I may turn to a classical music channel, you know, Chopin playing the piano. But ours were like the 1970s, uh, you know, the Detroit Stevie Wonder. uh, Motown? Yeah, yeah. All good. But not modern music. I don't like modern music.
1: Okay, but I can see you getting your (laughs) funk on there, doing the Stevie Wonder. That's great. That's good. See, these are things that nobody at the National Association of Realtors even knows about you, Lawrence. Last question. One thing on your bucket list for you and your family, like it's a goal that you have, a place to visit, something to see. You know, when we get past this pandemic, we're going to travel again. We're going to go see things. What's one thing on your bucket list that you still haven't accomplished that you'd like to?
0: Uh, you know, everyone likes travels, so hopefully at some point that I can visit. I haven't visited uh, Ireland, but, you know, looking at the landscape, wow, you know, that's uh, fantastic. But certainly, you know, Italy with their deep history uh-huh. from the past, you know, I like to visit many places in Italy.
1: Well, I'm Irish with an Italian last name, so I'm very familiar with you both. If you make a trip to Ireland, Lawrence, you, you let me know, and I will have the red carpet rolled out for you and... We'll have an Irish welcome sitting there for you, and you'll have a trip you won't forget. All right. We'll take up on that. That's great. Well, listen, I appreciate the good sport here today. I think people need a lift to talk about something other than just pure data and markets and so on and so forth. But as always, every time I talk to you, I feel encouraged because I'm encouraged by the perspective, by the truth of the data, and by the view from history. And we both understand the value of real estate. I've spent 33 years of my life in the real estate business. And just to know that, hey, we're going to have a little dip, but it's going to be solid. It's going to be solid for homeowners. It's going to be a solid opportunity for buyers because of rates. It's going to be a hedge against inflation if inflation comes. And bit by bit, as the world opens up and as the societies open up, real estate's going to be there. It was a good investment then. It's going to be a good investment in the future. It came back after Katrina. It came back after 9-11. And it came back after a giant big recession. And it's going to come back after COVID-19. And so... That's a good word of encouragement. I appreciate all you and your team do. I thank you for these facts and stats because it's very, very hard to find this stuff, Lawrence. And so I really appreciate you. I appreciate your team. And I hope that the people listening to this message today are encouraged about the future of real estate.
0: Always good chatting with you. I'm glad that you invited me to the show the second time.
1: You bet. Well, thanks for coming on today, Lawrence. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you. Lawrence Yoon's an economist. He's supposed to be a dry, droll guy. But every time I talk to him, I feel great. And especially in times like now when there's so much misinformation, and there's so much drama, and there's so much hyperbole in the marketplace. And I'll be candid with you. I'm making a deep commitment to get the truth out to people of what's actually going on in the marketplace that has nothing to do with politics or position or ideology. We're dealing with people's lives and we're dealing with people's psyche and people's well-being. And I just think it's a great thing to know that the house that you're currently quarantined in is a valuable asset that's held its value, that it's still in high demand, that there's buyers who want to buy and there's sellers who want to sell. And like Lauren said, because I've met more realtors than any man in the history of the world, and I've trained over 3 million in 37 countries. And like all professions, we have a few bad apples here and there. And like all professions in the world, we sometimes get some negative marketing. But I would say that I've been very proud for 33 years to associate with people who buy and sell homes for a living. And they care. Sometimes they care too much. They work without any promise of pay. There's no guaranteed income. They have to pay for everything up front. You say you want to sell your house, a realtor has to put your house on the market. They carry all the expenses up front. They take on all the risk. And then they hope to get it sold. And when they get it sold, they get paid when they're 100% successful. Imagine the medical profession work like that, where the doctors only got paid when you got 100% well. Well, that's what people in real estate do. So it's a fabulous profession. It's a fabulous segment of the economy. And now we find out it's also a fabulous hedge against inflation. So I hope you heard that stuff today. I hope it's encouraging to you, whether you're a real estate agent, whether you're a homeowner, whether you're thinking about buying or whether you're thinking about selling. And if you ever need a good real estate agent, you're a consumer, you contact me at The Brian Buffini Show, and I'll introduce you to some of the best real estate people in the world, the highest producers, the most successful folks who listen to this show every week because they're personal growth and development people just like you. So if ever you need a good real estate agent, you let me know, and we'll find someone for you. Thanks again to Lawrence. And I'm going to finish today with a little Irish blessing. You know, as I always figure out a way to get the Irish put inside the podcast there, Lawrence wants to go visit Ireland, and that's a good place to go when this all opens up, let me tell you. So may the roads rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sunshine warm upon your face. And even in the midst of this bloody virus, I hope you know that God has us all in the hollow of his hand. We'll see you next time.